Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Sudden Done. Welcome. After all is sudden done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. I'm going to touch briefly on political matters to begin with, even though not my preference. But politics has ramifications. And those who engage in it know that so well. And that is why so very many of those who engage in politics choose politics as their field of endeavor. Even though one would think that no, politics is just all of these wonderful people who just want to make the nation's better. They want to improve the lot of the suffering people. In point of fact, politics is war by other means. And while wars can be waged in self-defense, to defend one's family and loved ones and country and what have you from invasion and destruction from enslavement and obliteration and what have you. Typically, those who incite war, (laughs) the instigators, typically, they are seeking to destroy. They are destroyers. They are bent on causing destruction. Well, in this past general election in the United States of America, this was really, you might say, something to the tune of, you know, that line about the battles and the wars. They lost the battle, but they won the war. This really is a following episode. If we go back to Gore v. Bush, or Bush v. Gore, take your pick. We go back to that. You remember that election, and perchance, recall the, what would one say, the fascination of the major media elites with hanging chads. There was all of this emphasis, all of this narrative that old technology means of casting votes were inherently manipulative, able to be manipulated, able to be used to bring about unjust ends, to bring about unrighteous results, to bring about false results. You know, rigged elections, some would say. They were particularly easy to use, supposedly, when in fact the opposite was the truth. But nonetheless, the major media elites, they just pounded away at this narrative. Oh, these old 
paper ballots. Paper of varying (laughs) types, but oh, just terrible old technology. We have to get rid of that. We have to have new technology. We need to have everything computerized. And ideally, we need to segue into having all elections handled online, not merely computerized, but online via the Internet. Oh, that is the way that will result in fair elections. There will be no manipulation of the results with that. No rigging. No, certainly not. Well, they lost the battle. Supposedly. They lost the battle back then. But they have continued to push and push and push the various forces. Yes, the major media elites, the heritage elites, and when I say heritage, I do not mean to be confused with Heritage Foundation, but some would say heritage, some would say legacy. The former media elites, ABC, NBC, CBS, along with then joined by PBS, and of course, we now have a plethora of these wonderful resources, including CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, Fox, and so forth. In addition to those that are situated squarely via the Internet. But all of these others have incorporated online presence. But they of the left, all of the political activists who are pushing, pushing to change the means of elections, they have succeeded. And so now we have this wonderful election system that is so pristine and so free from abuse. It is really wonderful, isn't it? Well, they also, of course, were pushing for changing the laws. Motor voter registration. Oh, we need to, you know, change the way that voters can register. And certainly... It will all move in the right direction. Well, the right direction happens to be to the left. So here, this last series of elections, the general elections, including notably the presidential election, was noteworthy for what? For voter impersonation, voter registration fraud, duplicate voting. Voting by (laughs) non-citizens. Yes. And mail-in voting, you know, by less than qualified voters. Yes. And the use of absentee ballots (laughs) to the yin-yang. And then ballot... Harvesting or vote harvesting. 
not to be confused with organ harvesting, but ballot or vote harvesting, in which ballots are gathered together and they are taken or delivered to the voting place by persons other than the voters. You know, candidates, political consultants, wonderful stuff. (laughs) And it just results in these wonderful, pristine elections. And then as soon as the results are in, those who appear to have the most votes, they demand capitulation by their opponents and insist on unity. You know, let's let's verify these results. Let's make sure that nothing can go awry with these extremely tainted results. But this, again, has been in the works for some time. It predates, it precedes Bush v. Gore, Gore v. Bush. It predates that. It's been a long time coming, but it has arrived like a tsunami. And the left is demanding, the leftists, the socialists. Oh, but the socialists, I thought they were just Bernie Sanders and so forth. No, no, no. The leftists, the socialists, the Democrat Party in the United States of America. Now, in other countries, such as the UK, Great Britain, and then the continent, Europe, and elsewhere, Scandinavia and what have you, you find that there is a multiplicity of socialist parties. And they go by different names, a variety of names. They can be called liberal, of course, or socialist or communist or fascist and various different terms, nationalist and what have you. But Here in the United States of America, the 800-pound gorilla of leftism is the Democrat Party. And, of course, they are demanding to have their way. And they probably will succeed. By hook and by crook, they probably will succeed. But this party of the left, you know, which is supposedly the party of freedom, democracy, and so forth. And we have seen how that has played out for the last year, haven't we? Everywhere that there are Democrat governors, Democrat mayors of major metropolitan areas, we have seen tyranny reigning, such as in Oregon, where the governor has seen fit to release thousands of prison inmates purportedly over COVID-19 concerns. (laughs) But meanwhile, has seen fit 
to have law-abiding, honorable, peaceful citizens, parents, arrested and jailed for attempting to celebrate the holidays with their families. But you see, this is the problem with law-abiding people is when the laws are corrupted and perverted and twisted and contorted and made evil, being law-abiding is very problematic. And you can be people that are honorable, decent, righteous, faithful, the best parents, concerned for the safety and welfare, protection of their families and loved ones, and they can be turned into felons on the turn of a dime by despotic, tyrannical regimes. And those regimes don't even have to be nationwide or federal. They can be in individual states and even individual cities, such as New York City and Los Angeles and San Francisco and Seattle to name a few, but wonderful things. Again, politics is the means to achieving the ends of war purportedly without war. But the results ultimately are those (laughs) that one sees with war. This was the case in Nazi Germany. Adolf Hitler and his Nazi party took power legally, all right, by hook and by crook, and while they were committing all manner of egregious evils, but they took power legally. And then, of course, vastly, enhanced their powers extremely swiftly. The same was true with Vladimir Putin in the Russian Federation, taking the place of Boris Yeltsin. And again, in a matter of months, three months in both of these cases, in a matter of three months, vastly ramping up powers and what have you. But What are some of the great things that are accomplished through the realm of politics, through government, governance? Well, the current incumbent presidential administration has a planned $23 billion arms deal with wonderful Saudi Arabia. Yes, of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. (laughs) Uh, The wonderful Saudi Arabia, just a wonderful ally of the United States of America. So if the Trump administration has its way in this case, courtesy of the likes of secretaries of state, R. Clark Cooper, David Schenker, 
and so forth. Saudi Arabia will be further built up and empowered with F-35 fighter jets and Reaper drones. As it is, without this deal, without this 35 or pardon me, $23 billion arms deal, without that, before that, Saudi Arabia is the biggest powerhouse in the Middle East. Is that good for Israel? Is that in the best interest of Israel? <laughs> it's a matter of playing all sides here. Is that by all means, Saudi Arabia, which is Islamist, can be trusted. They can be trusted. Trusted to have their pilots trained in the United States of America. They're Islamist, jihadist (laughs) pilots trained in the United States of America and to be equipped, armed with the most state-of-the-art weaponry that the United States of America has. Going back in time, back to 1948, dear Britain, wonderful Britain, saw fit to arm Egypt and its neighbors with state-of-the-art weaponry, the best that there was, just such a short time after the end of World War II, and to remove all weaponry from what was termed Palestine and to leave tiny Israel defenseless. That should have been the end. It should have been the end of Israel's hopes and dreams and aspirations. And no sooner had Israel declared statehood, nationhood, than the concerted Islamist powers attacked and invaded and attempted to obliterate Jewry. Miraculously, Israel survived, despite being all but unarmed. No air force, and meanwhile, up against nations such as Islamist Egypt, which had state-of-the-art air force. But The more things change, the more they stay the same, they say. Not necessarily so, but here we are all of these years later, and we are continuing to equip Saudi Arabia, which the United States of America has done for decades and decades and decades. We were in league with, we were engaging in the same practices as Britain back then. Embargoing Israel, tiny Israel. Attempting to prevent Israel from obtaining any armaments. Any arms, any airplanes, anything 
with which to defend themselves. The United States federal government engaged in that, courtesy of the buck stops here, Harry Truman. And his State Department, headed up by that wonderful General Marshall, George C. Marshall. But they made Americans that attempted to help Israel into felons for doing so. And threatened to strip them of citizenship. And to put them away in federal prisons for... But that... (laughs) That wasn't just... An anomaly. That is right along with what this nation and what the free nations like Britain, France, and so forth have done time and again and again and again. And it is horrifying. But speaking of horrifying, Perhaps you heard, oh, the dreadful reports from Iran that Mohsen Fakhri Zadeh had been eliminated, assassinated. Who is this wonderful man? The architect of Islamist Iran's nuclear weapons program. That's right. Nuclear weapons program, which is aimed directly at annihilating all Jewry in Israel, at obliterating Israel. And it would appear that Israel managed to eliminate this key enemy of Israel. Oh, but it was such a horrible thing, really. This high and mighty individual in the Islamist regime of Iran just happened to be the biggest threat to the safety, the welfare of all people in Israel. Not only the Jews, not only the Christians, those that, you know, are the two people groups that are targeted for destruction by the Islamists, but even Muslims. Amazing. But anyway, Israel, seemingly, dealt a blow to Islamist Iran's nuclear weapons program in the form of taking out the chief in charge. Of course, they will have many others who will very gladly move on up the ladder 
take control. But what is coming on this earth in the West, in the Western nations, former Christendom, Britain, the continent, the United States of America, Canada, Mexico, Central America, South America, going east to Asia, including Australia and New Zealand, and all the way around the horn, around the world. What is coming? Well, you know, there are those geniuses, those experts who will tell us, uh, you know, Uh, The only things we need to be concerned about are global climate change, global warming, and so forth, (laughs) and biblical values. But what's coming is accomplishment of goals, of agenda, that have been pursued for so very long now. How long? Well, going back at least to the 1700s. <laughs> That's right. Now, world dominion has been sought much longer than that, going back much further than that, hasn't it? Let's go back a couple millennia plus. But these particular objectives and goals have been sought specifically in a targeted way since 1773. Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking, erring, deficient, unworthy is due to me, is on me, is my fault. There is a sea change, you might say, that is in the offing with regard to leadership in the world. I've addressed it before, and it pertains to world regime. And there are different ways that it can come about, that it can occur, even as is true with regard to the United States of America, Great Britain, Europe, the European nations, European Union, what have you. There are different ways that nations can fall. They can be invaded. They can be attacked, as has been attempted by the Islamists against tiny Israel time and time and time again, going back to 1948, against the tiny modern state of Israel. But then there are attacks waged from within. 
to cause implosion, overthrow from within. And these attempts have been being waged throughout Europe, throughout Great Britain, throughout the United States of America for lo these many years. Now, the United States of America, by dint of its wealth, its wealth of resources, its wealth of technological prowess, It's job force, it's people's skilled labor. It has been at the forefront for many, many decades. It has been able to achieve great heights. And the peoples of Britain and Europe, to a significant extent, look to the United States of America, or at least have, and rely on the United States of America to have their back, to use that term, to prevent overthrow of the countries, the nations within Europe and Great Britain from invasion from without, such as the great Russian bear and so forth. But the United States of America has been greatly weakened and decayed, subverted, corrupted, perverted, greatly as have Britain and the continent to an even greater extent. But in truth, the damage, the harm on the continent and in Britain and in Canada and in Australia and New Zealand and so forth is only a short time span removed from circumstances in the United States of America. It's a matter of degree. And in the very near future, the United States of America will not be able to be relied upon, to be counted on for defense. The incumbent president, Donald Trump, has alluded to this during his time in office, has been criticized for making statements to that effect, but he has alluded to that. Whether his reasoning is focused on The real reasons that the United States of America will not be able to, that's another matter. Instead, his focus has been on 
finances, economics, and changing security issues around the globe. But, nonetheless, even though he has not referenced the real root problems, he has reached an accurate conclusion errantly, but nonetheless, it's true, that the United States of America will not be able to. It will not be able to defend others if it is not able to defend itself. I've mentioned before, and it is unimaginable, For people who have no belief in God, no belief in the Holy Bible, no faith in God, no faith in Christ, no regard for the Holy Bible, then, of course, it is unimaginable that tiny Israel could be the last free nation standing, the last independent nation standing on the face of the earth. It's unimaginable. It's utterly, totally ridiculous, absurd. And yet, it's true. It will be. For a brief time, before it is overthrown by the concerted powers of a worldwide regime. But, that regime is coming. I've mentioned before, a couple telltale signs that we will have. One will be the rise of 10 world leaders. Whether they are kings of monarchies that develop overnight, not constitutional monarchies, no. (laughs) Not parliamentary monarchies, but absolute monarchies with power, with teeth. Whether they are kings or whether they are leaders by other titles really doesn't matter. But ten of them shall arise simultaneously like a graduating class. They shall arise, they shall arrive. And then following them shall be one who shall rise up. And he seemingly will dethrone three of them. In which case then there are only seven plus this kingpin. And they will exercise power over the world. But how shall they come in to power? Will it be by violence? Will it be by force? Will it be by war? No, not really, apparently. Apparently it shall be by peace. Peaceful means seemingly peaceful means. Seemingly seeking peace for all. World peace. Seeking world peace, prosperity for all. 
well-being, health and well-being for all. But once they have taken over, there shall be no peace. Especially not for those whom they target specifically for destruction. All professing Christians, Jewry, and so forth. But the time is near at hand. I know it sounds incredible, ridiculous, impossible, but the time is fast approaching when this will take place. Now, this pandemic, this COVID. 19 pandemic has played a vital role in ushering in this worldwide regime. These who are behind the scenes, there are individuals who are not in position of president of this, president of that, But they are behind the scenes. They are the real powers, the power brokers, the kingmakers. And they have been trying for so long to develop means to bring this about. Key vehicles being global climate change, global warming, overpopulation, and so forth. But this pandemic has succeeded where other vehicles have failed. Going back to more recent history than 1773. I've mentioned this before about, you know, those those plans, these master plans that followed the master plan of 1773, the 14-point plan for world domination that was engineered by Meyer Amschel Bauer, who took the name Rothschild or Red Shield back in 1773, but it was followed by Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto in 1846, and then followed in 1919 by the Communist Rules for Revolution, the Red Rules. And some of these key initiatives were to corrupt the young, Get them away from religion, meaning away from Christianity. Get them involved in sexual sin. Sin, what is that? Well, (laughs) break down the old moral virtues. Encourage civil disorders. Divide the people into hostile groups. 
cause the people to be focused on anything but their government, to be focused on athletics, sexual sin, seize control of all media, have command and control of all communications, bring about the registration of all firearms in order to confiscate them, as was done in Hitler's Nazi regime, after he established the most all-encompassing gun control legislation ever seen. Yes. But the way is being laid in all of the free nations of this world for this coming regime. The red carpet is being rolled out for the red (laughs) regime. Not that it will be communist. It will be fascist. It will be the final regime or right of the Roman Empire. But here in the United States of America, as is true in Britain, Europe, and around the globe, the peoples and the free nations, you know, the most highly developed nations, the most sophisticated nations, They are awash with propaganda, evil propaganda, indoctrinating them and bringing about behavior modification. And it is not behavior modification towards righteousness, godliness. No, to corruption and perversion and evil. I don't know what your vehicle that you use to obtain email might be, to send email, to receive email. There are various different portals out there, you know, whether they should be Google or Yahoo or Microsoft or AOL or, you know, and then there are more regional ones, and so forth. But up to this point in time, I have relied principally on MSN, which is Microsoft Network. I'm going to segue away from it because I just can't stand it. (laughs) What Microsoft is doing. Microsoft Network. It not only has advertisements, you know, for the free email program, online email program, not only has advertisements, but also has sponsored stories. And the advertisements and the sponsored stories that I am bombarded with, that there is a barrage of, 
It is constantly promoting sodomites, sodomite agenda, perversion, sexual perversion. And these various different poster celebrities <laughs> that, that promote these things, they are such media hounds, you know. Uh, they are such shameless lusters for attention. Such shameless exhibitionists. And these sponsored stories, so-called, which it is a ploy, but they are called sponsored stories, and there's nothing you can do about them. And then the ads, the sponsored advertisements, they just keep coming fast and furiously. And while the ads you supposedly can give feedback and... (laughs) They just keep on coming. It doesn't matter what you do. The same ones just keep coming. So advertisements championing extreme leftist political activist, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, among others. And these sponsored stories overwhelmingly promoting sodomites, Sexual perversion, the sodomite agenda. It's just nonstop. But I've commented before on major American corporations that were sponsors for the last Olympics, the last Olympic Games, and that were promoting avidly, aggressively, promoting the sodomite agenda, which has many different tentacles to it. But it is all focused on corrupting, subverting, perverting society, overthrowing godly society, overthrowing Christian society, overthrowing the last vestiges of Christendom, if you will. Now, major corporate entities such as Target, Old Navy, Ford Motor Company, Vaseline, 3M Company, 3M Command, they, they have appropriated from the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. Now, do no harm was a more recent take on the Hippocratic Oath, but they have chosen to take that up, do no harm, to use it in a frivolous, ridiculous way. When it is something of the most extreme importance, the idea that medical professionals should first and foremost do no harm to patients. Something that is an antiquated idea now, unfortunately. The Hippocratic Oath was done away with during the Nazi regime's reign of terror. And it, for all intents and purposes, does not exist in the free world. It is certainly not 
abided by. (laughs) It does not have a good influence. It is of the past, sadly and disastrously, for peoples in the free nations, so-called. Well, one bastion, seemingly, of decency here in the United States of America over many decades has been Hallmark, Hallmark Channel in the entertainment industry. And their entertainment arm of Hallmark Corporation is Crown Media, which has been rebranded Crown Media Family Networks. And Hallmark purchased (laughs) the common stock of ground media. They brought it in-house. They have total control over it. And they made other changes, like not purchasing rights to use novels for the basis for TV movies, but rather to have novels originate with Hallmark. And you would think, well, with all of this newfound power control within the company that they would be able to exercise more honorable influence than even before. But that is not the case, strangely enough. I know I checked, oh, I don't know what it was, a year and a half ago about submitting teleplays or screenplays to Hallmark for use in their TV movies. And I saw that it was stipulated expressly that there was not to be any focus on faith, on Christian faith, on faith that was not to be, not a desired element and it would not be received, (laughs) would not be well-received. And yet, interestingly enough, if you look at the programs that Hallmark, via Crown Media so-called Family Networks, managed to produce remarkably throughout the pandemic lockdowns, you find programs that are promoting One of a couple cause celebs. Now, Hallmark Channel has been promoting feminism for decades. (laughs) It has been. Plain and simple. But now, going back just to last year, it put out some trial balloons about promoting mixed-race couples, specifically black-white. And they tried it first on Hallmark Movies Now, and then... They rolled it out like a blitzkrieg via Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries this year for the Christmas offerings. And it's interesting, they have more black-white couples than they have black couples. And it is completely, utterly unrepresentative of reality. And... Strange. It's not a case of art imitating life. No, no, no. 
It is instead art being used to indoctrinate via propaganda, to corrupt, to subvert, especially the young, to change behavior, behavior modification. But what is really sorely objectionable on Hallmark is the extreme promotion of the sodomite agenda now that they are engaged in, that they are featuring, using, defiling one of their productions after another, after another, after another, after another. Simply breathtaking. Oh, because there's such a large population, such a large audience that wants that. Really? No. This is just designed at an audience that is not receptive to that to bring them around. But I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now if we choose to. Thank you.